0: You ever fart out of your dick, kids? That's the way to do it.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> wow. Okay, so I don't think that he's gonna be trying this Celsius. <laughs> no, fuck no. no. <laughs> think... Fuck no. Wow, it says on the can, make fart from your dick.
0: <laughs> oh god, this produces dick fats. I can't I can't drink this at all.
1: Oh, I messed my pants.
0: That's oh good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, wow, no. I just Yeah, it's it's not Did great. you
1: did you predict Dick Farts on
0: your uh your <laughs> I didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> oh man. Right. So you guys want to you guys want to talk yeah. about one bad day. Oh, very badly. Cuz <laughs> <laughs> <It's not>, considering <laughs> I just talked about my one bad day. <laughs> it sounds like the worst day I've ever heard. <laughs> and I mean, it's not the only bad day. It's just one bad day. It's mm. it's 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 a different inflection. It's not it's not one bad day it's this is just one bad day (laughs) that's that's all a series of them
2: the dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. the following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations graphic violence nudity strong sexual content and graphic language this show is intended for mature audiences only viewer discretion is advised
1: Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Paces, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token With... My God, man, I can't read all of these. So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dorking Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows stocked full of dirty goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Uh, that's
2: that's my name, Dick Fart uh, Okay, we'll cut on Dick Fart <laughs> Okay <laughs> uh, Hey, I want to thank everyone uh, uh, Never mind uh, You can thank him. How do I start this again?
0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in This is blah blah blah
2: Yeah, there we go You might
1: know me from such other podcasts as
0: You might know me from other Drivers Education films as
1: Alice, is the the adventures of Alice through
0: the windshield glass the, wind the decapitation glass. of Lucy Ledfoot. <laughs> the erotic oh. adventures of Hercules. <laughs> Stop the planet of apes. I want to get off.
2: <laughs> we're uh, not helping. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the dork night. Uh, my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. Here's where we're going to be talking about Batman. Two of us absolutely love Batman. And then we're joined by somebody else. That's somebody else being powerful. Brandon. Two of us love Batman and Brandon's here too. <laughs> He's
1: wearing a Batman shirt though.
0: I, I, yeah. I mean, listen, l- listen, I like <laughs> the concept of Batman. I don't like a lot of the execution of the character in stories. You know, I think, I think there's more to what Batman can do and sometimes less to what Batman can do than he is given credit for in a lot of these stories. So Know, I just hold him to the same standard that I hold a lot of other superheroes. I just don't put him up on a pedestal. That's all,
2: okay,
1: Mr. Justin Cooper. Total pedestal over here, absolute pedestal. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. No, no, it's not that's not the word I used
0: to describe you yesterday. Oh, (laughs) oh, never mind.
1: (laughs) It, It is, it is funny because like I really relate to what Brandon's saying because if you go back to the early 2000s, uh, like the the bruce wayne murderer and all that that's how i feel i'm like there's got
2: to be something better than this shit you know right. so it's like yeah. yeah i get it yeah well batman's definitely had his ups and downs and like right now he's going through both uh but we won't talk about that um but good so.
0: because i don't i wouldn't know what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> you say the the that like some i'm
1: nugget on us too brandon he's like yeah, did yeah, you just yeah, sh-
0: like, sh- 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 <laughs> It turns out it turns out Batman has two penises in the comics. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Leo. How did that not come up in the pre-show at all? Well, it turns out
2: he's <laughs> he's a Klingon, but he's he's a Southern Klingon, so he doesn't have the ridges. But as we know, Klingons have uh, two penises.
0: Do they? And
1: two hearts.
2: Yeah. The uh, that was uh, what start uh, strange new. World? Okay,
0: boys, we're here to talk about Clayface Batman one bad day.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, like, we just spent, we spent like an hour (laughs) and a half before this just babbling almost barely coherently, stream of conscious geekiness. Yeah. And like, we have, we, we, we are in like minute fucking three of this show, and it's like, (laughs) I have two penises. All right. No, I'm going to nip it in the bud now. Batman. (laughs)
2: <laughs> stay on target oh uh, yeah 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 so uh today we're gonna be talking about Clayface uh from the Batman One Bad day series uh where basil Carlo wanted to be a basil great... Basil basil is an herb well maybe he's an herb too nope basil is an herb.
0: Basil is a person's name he turns himself into an herb like Sherlock Holmes Basil <laughs> he probably, Rathbone, he probably
1: can turn himself into or
0: the court jester. The bad guy from that, Basil, Basil Rathbone. Basil Rathbone, yeah. So Basil Carlo. Better. There you go. It's pronounced Carlo. No, I'm <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh,
2: so he wanted to be a great actor but became a monster. Clayface, he moves to LA to restart his acting career with a new identity. However, his path to fame in LA involves dark and dangerous actions and Batman follows there. Who, who would have thunk? Uh, the story shows Clayface's struggle with his identity and ambition as he realizes that LA is as challenging as Gotham City. In his quest for fame, he takes drastic and deadly measures to change the city to meet his needs. That's about I, it. Game I, of I
1: will say, in, in terms of meeting the assignment, what's your take on this, Brandon? Like, did you get the idea that they met the assignment of one bad day? Nope. It was it was interesting because they, they did sort of a like they they,
0: they, they technically get there. Yeah. Technically. Um, mostly because they're being very meta about yeah it's it.
1: like say it without saying that it's the killing joke but like say yeah. it without saying it and it's like yeah. oh I see what they're doing and I'm like and that's a fucking horrible idea for a movie by the way <laughs> oh yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: Um,
1: and I feel like, like he's the only one that
0: understands that <laughs> we actually got a killing joke animated movie and that was also a terrible idea so like there is that half of that movie was alright
2: what you you didn't like Batman hooking up with Batgirl? I did no, not. I did not. I did not. Um, yeah. <laughs> no sir.
0: Far, no sir. Not. I didn't like it.
2: I think they uh, could have just done the animated
1: parts with like from the actual source material, and I would have been okay.
0: Yeah, but this one, um, once again, like aside from that meta textual um technicality, no. Uh, once again, like this is like so far. The only one that's done exactly what you would think of when it comes to that whole one bad day premise slash conceit is the Riddler. Like I did not see what got Clayface to the point where he became this monster that's supposed to be from, from the onset. Like you can tell that's why they made the Riddler the very first release in this, this mini series that they did. Because it understood what it was supposed to do. Everything else, it's like, oh, here's just a bad day in the life of. This is not supposed to be a day in the life of.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is supposed
0: to be the one bad day that turns somebody from being like a normal person into a fucking asshole, psychopathic killer criminal. Like that's literally the point of of the killing joke that's exactly what they do in the riddler and we have not fucking seen it in any of the other issues in this miniseries so far and yeah
1: not not at all i mean even like like the catwoman one and 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 uh penguin and mr freeze i mean none of it like mr freeze was kind of close because it, it dealt with their relationship leading up to it so that was probably the closest one i think yeah yeah. But it's
0: still, it's still not like the turning point. No,
2: it, I, several of them have been good stories. Like this here, I did enjoy this as a story. I, I think but... it's a good story, but
1: Brendan's absolutely correct. It's it is not at all like a bad day, and and they're like toying with the idea of oh the bad day is the killing joke and all that, and and it's funny because it's like you almost get the idea that it's like Clayface is like you guys are fucking crazy. This guy's a bad guy, and you're like. I don't know if if you guys got this, but it's like this reads differently after having watched all of Barry, you know, like
0: like that's. I haven't like... watched Barry, so. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So
1: maybe, maybe this will have like a different sort of feel after you read Barry, or after you watch Barry, if you choose to watch it. No, but... no, it's it,
0: I, it's on my list. I just wanted to wait until it was over. I didn't want to get into it and then have it get canceled. Like I I get I get leery when people start talking up certain oh, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially on HBO. I've I've pussyfooted around HBO's programming ever since. I'm not
1: signing up for Max. Well, they
0: they betrayed me years ago with Carnival. And so it's very hard for me to get super invested in a story that HBO is doing. Because in my experience, like Carnival is one of the best shows I've ever seen. And it ends on a cliffhanger at the end of season two. And then they canceled it. Uh, after they had already told them they were going to give them a season 3. So, you know, that's but like the thing is like I'm also not like a big like dungeons and dragons fantasy swords and sorcerers kind of guy. So when it came to Game of Thrones like I watched it but I wasn't invested in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no I I get it. But but the the whole idea with like Barry is that he's a hitman that oh, I, wants to be I I've, so,
0: I've seen the first episode. Like I understand like the, the idea behind it. I just, I was like, I'll wait till it's done. I'll wait till it's over. And people say like, Oh, it it has a complete story. Uh, and then I'll, I'll go and visit it. You know, I, I I just, I need some things to be complete before I go at them nowadays. I've, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a geek. I'm a geek who gets attached to good stories. And if you give me a good story that isn't allowed to finish, then you, you know, not to be like overly sentimental but i think we've all been there at some point like you it breaks my heart a little you know that it's hurtful i'm i'm instantly like turned into like a a little kid again and i'm just like kicking rocks like my hands in my pockets and just this this sucks man you know so Uh, i don't i don't want to set myself up for that heartache
2: well uh yeah check it out it's
0: on my list on hbo max yeah and,
2: and it just it just finished um yeah this and, uh, this actually would have been released
1: before the release of the third season. So it's kind of interesting.
2: And uh, I would also throw in uh, Get Shorty as well. Uh, that the series. Ah, OK, the, the, OK. The series was uh, another really good one um, and similar, you know, uh, a mobster wanting to, you know, go into the movie business. Um, it, it was definitely I don't know what it aired on. It, it's funny to see
1: uh, this character Epics of Basil or
2: Carlo. Or something? Oh that might have been yeah. oh is it epic? Yeah. Yeah,
0: something like that.
1: But there there's definitely some good character work here when it comes to Basil Carlo, but on the other side of that I feel kind of cheated a little bit because it kind of undoes the My character. My name work. is Basil Carlo. You know? And yeah. I'm here for the
0: audition. <laughs> Sorry.
1: That's that's like the the like the one that people are going to see and remember is that performance from Harley Quinn. But it's like, I go back to the stuff that we talked about with like detective comics from the James Tinyon. Oh, and this man. kind of undoes that, Yeah.
0: but it's it also
1: really good character work for. It's like, if this is who he is now, I get it, you know, but it's not, that's not that guy. So here's the thing. Here's confusion. the thing. This,
0: this right here is set in such a way that you could conceivably look at it as being before James Tynion's Detective Comics run. This could have been before Batman said, you know what, let me actually try to help Basil. Let me try to rehabilitate him instead of just throwing him into fucking Arkham.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it, there's nothing specifying that this happens after that, which I, I did make note of while I was reading it. Um, that was like one of the few saving graces of how this was written for me, because I want to believe that there's, there's a chance for, for so many different people. Like, I, I guess like, they sort of, sort of the optimist in me, you know, the part of the reason why like I, I geared towards Superman, it's like, yeah, if, I don't want to, I don't want to just beat the shit out of somebody and, and throw them, you know toss them to the side like i want to help them be better you know i don't it's like the whole no kill rule like best explained by by superman you know i mean obviously batman follows that too but for a completely different set of reasons more just like i'll you know i won't be as bad as the people i'm trying to stop superman that's my new part of it but it you know really comes down to like I, if I do that, this is where they end, and then they never have the opportunity to have tomorrow to be better than they were today. You know and And it was really refreshing in Detective Comics to see Batman sort of take on that idea of like, let me help these people who are troubled today to be at least somewhat better tomorrow then maybe even better the day after that and so on and so forth that that rehabilitation is not something that we've seen in any other instance of batman
1: yeah and basil's a very tragic character like his his whole origin was tragic
0: i think basil and cassandra kane's relationship in detective comics like their friendship was like one of the most touching things I've seen come out of a, a Batman comic book in a very long time. yeah
1: I really like that a lot, yeah
0: you know and it that's part of the reason why like I just I get so disheartened on occasion and it really bugs me that we just can't ever have progression and everything has to revert back to the status quo with new people coming on and, and this that and the other thing because there was so much good character work done. In that that run, that was just completely negated, and like it just makes everything feel like a waste of time when you, when you get past it. You know, like I don't appreciate that. And I I was and for me to say like I was super into it. I was looking forward to reading those books like every month or whatever when they were coming. I think at that point they were like every two weeks, but uh I was looking forward to reading Detective Comics, which at that point in time even i was saying I was like this is fucking crazy like i'm looking forward to reading batman books like that never happens and uh, i should have you know once again the eternal optimist i should have seen it coming <laughs> i should have yeah. known That's I, why we can't have nice things yeah and that's that's really what it boils down to right like this is why we can't have nice things fuckers
2: so, yeah. So so
0: regardless, uh, I, I'm sorry. I I, I digress.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh. So what happened with that? The Tennyson run. They oh. they killed uh
1: Clayface in it. So oh. this this exact character they killed it. Yeah. So and, and it and it's in rebirth. So.
0: Yeah. You know. And but also like, in that run, uh, Tim Drake. He, you know, Tim Drake is brilliant, in he pulls together his own personal resources and all of his brain power. And he creates a hub in, in the, the belfry uh, in one of the, one of the tower setups that, that Bruce Wayne slash Batman has in Gotham city. They literally call it inside of the back game. It's, it becomes the belfry and it becomes like a training facility and uh, a surveillance center. And tim drake straight up is like this is the plan this is how we protect gotham this is how we change gotham for the better with what we do so hopefully we make ourselves obsolete like we do this and if it remains effective for x amount of time we're done we don't need to do any more. we've won the war on on crime here in gotham and it they made up like a you know, never mind bat family, it was like bat army, bat police force. It was Batman, Nightwing, Robin, Red Hood. Uh, I mean on occasion, not like yeah, through and yep. through, but um bat spoiler, wing, um, Batwing, uh, um, Azrael, Azrael, Batwoman, uh, Orphan, Playface. Yep, I mean, it was it was a large number of them, and they were all working together and training together. And um, you would see some interesting combos, like it, it it was like training in pairs and triplets, and you know, not quite like a Danger Room setup, but you know, a, along the idea. Uh, and it was working. It it was it, it was like it's that progression I was talk. I've I've always talked about like this is a logical progression. Like eventually you're going to get somebody smart enough affiliated with Batman to say like, maybe we're not doing this exactly the correct way. And that's exactly what Tim Drake said. He's like, you know, we need to work together, make this easier on all of us, learn how to work with one another, and then stop the bad guys and make sure that we're all holding each other to a standard, you know? And, and that's why it was Awesome to see like Azrael involved because it was like Azrael could be so extreme, yeah. But at the same time, he understood what Tim Drake was doing, and so he respected that ideal enough that he restrained what he wanted to do in order to do what he knew was necessary according to the tenets of Tim Drake's plan. Like it was, it was all done very well, and Clayface was one of my favorite characters in it because Bruce was able to get his hands on technology that allowed him to stabilize and hold his, his human form um, for incredibly long stretches of time without causing him to like lose pieces of his sanity as he was doing it because of pain and what have you. And in doing so he started uh, Basil started really focusing more on performance again, because it became a real possibility in his life now. And in doing so, because he was, he's so focused on performance, speaking, enunciation, diction, it formed an unlikely bond between he and orphan Cassandra Kane, who has a difficult time vocalizing because she was mute for so very long. And she can still only speak in fragmented, sentences and so he was actually becoming like a bit of a speech therapist for her and she became a friend for basil yeah like they both filled in gaps for one another where you know they they had not found anybody to do so for them previously it was really sweet and organic and it just made a lot of sense And, uh, then James Tinian finished his run and everyone said, well, fuck that noise. And they all brought it fucking crumbling down.
1: And he, he moved on at that point to go into his Batman run, which I think was very unceremonious. The Batman run, as opposed to the, uh, the detective run. And I, I just, I mean, that's where we got punchline and clown puncher and like all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I get the difference. I mean, it's like you've, you've gotten rid of everything that was subtle about what you were doing and you know
0: yeah but i mean what a subtle is a jackhammer yeah, yeah. it's subtle well,
2: that era of batman though uh that run was was just such a mess though
1: we're, we're such fans of king
2: that's that's why so you know
1: i told the man as much so yeah. It, it it's interesting though, going back to clayface here, you have such a versatility with this character because if, if you think about like Silver Age stories as as Silver Age as he, as he got, because he was towards the, the end of Silver Age, you know, he was like, Oh, there's an imposter, it's an imposter this, and, and that's how they would use him. Here it's like there's such a versatility to what you can do with a character like clayface, and he's downright scary in this one. I've never seen him be this this violent.
2: And, and this and it, is
0: this is monster movie yeah like this is this is like if you combined the thing with norman bates and he
1: knows he's doing wrong and he's still going because he's driven by this ambition to be a star and all that and it's like he's so
0: fucking deluded you yeah, know it, he's he's murdering got like person after person to take over their identity because it's getting him closer and closer to being the star
2: of well, a movie also mm-hmm. like murdering one of his friends in the beginning you know yeah
0: the person he's to person
2: yeah yeah, yeah. It's and right. it's
0: funny too
1: because he's got this idealistic version of who he's supposed to be playing so he clearly has a code but his code does not include killing people to get what he wants out of life which is insane and, and they do a really good job of kind of getting you into the psyche of this character. Then when you get to the end, when he's in Arkham and you're like, that makes fucking sense. He's not Mr. Freeze. Who's not crazy. He is an absolute deluded person that thinks what he was doing was acceptable to get where he wanted.
0: You yeah. Know? It's, it's a delusion. Sociopath. It's delusional narcissism mixed with sociopathy. Like, I have that's...
1: never seen that from this character. So I, I, I really enjoyed that aspect.
0: Yeah. As a, as a standalone as a standalone story, like not one bad day, then yeah this this is an incredibly interesting story yeah like if you if you're not looking at it with the conceit that it's supposed to have mm-hmm. um but man because yeah it, this is definitely like the horror movie out of everything we've seen so far. It's, it's like, n- nice to see that they're capable
1: of writing something like this where it's like, oh, wow, that is that is sick. You know, you're, you're right. Like, it's it's nuts.
0: Yeah. And, and this is exactly the kind of approach that they should be taking to Clayface if they introduce him in the MCU. I mean, the DCU, um, he should be this sort of um, this sociopathic narcissist. Who murders anybody that he sees as being in his way um which the ironic part about it is like they were in my way but it's like yeah but dude you you took them over like as much as you saw them as an obstacle you are you are for all intents and purposes them now so where where do you fit in this like you've disappeared we do you even know who you are now like, there's a even lot-
1: be, like split, you know, where he's got like yeah. uh, alternate personalities that he's unaware of when he's asleep. You know,
0: I mean, I think that'd be a, a, a bridge too far just because then you start you start confusing the idea of of what he is and who he is in so far as like character representation. I wouldn't want to have like dissociative identity disorder for Clayface. I think having him be just an extreme narcissist, like American Psycho.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, So oh, into
0: yeah. (laughs) So into himself that anybody else, it really doesn't matter. Like he can be nice and cordial, but if you are remotely, if you set one toe in the path that, you know, could potentially block him, he will take you right the fuck out. And then of course you can even play into exactly like what American psycho is like, how much of it did he actually do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Like, did he delude himself even further? Um, I, I will say uh, for for this for this thing, though, one of the things I thought was really cool was uh, the way that they brought Bruce Wayne to L.A. Uh, did you guys catch that? Like why he was there?
1: Well, he, he told him he was there for a conference, right? I forget what the exact words are. No, no,
0: no. I shouldn't say not so much LA, but why he was like at the party, like why he, he actually went to go see that movie producer. No, uh, I don't remember. They were going to be making a superhero
2: movie. Oh yes. The gray ghost, the gray ghost. Oh, that's what that was. What oh yeah. And
0: Bruce Wayne was like, I'm a huge fan of the gray ghost. And I want to talk with him about it because I have some ideas and I just want to make sure that they do it right. And I'm like, Bruce Wayne is a fucking nerd like because I don't doubt for a moment. I, I think I think honestly, like Bruce Wayne being there at the same time as a disguised clayface that was happy accident. Mm. That was happy accident. Bruce Wayne was flat out at that party because he is a fucking dork who likes a superhero and he just wanted to geek out about a new movie with somebody who can control what happens with it like. I get it. (laughs) I think a lot of, a lot of
1: LA in, in DC, do we like, I mean, no, not, not really at all. Like, uh, they have fictional cities across the
0: coast city is really like the closest you get a lot of the time in California, uh, which means nothing to me because as much as I love the concept of green lantern and love particular green lantern characters, Hal Jordan is to me and you and I have talked about this Justin like Hal Jordan is the least interesting Green Lantern to me.
1: Yeah, and I mean Coast City's not really there anymore.
0: So Oh no, well, I think it's I think it's back. Oh, is it back? Oh, yeah, it's oh. back. No 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 no.
1: Coast City is the reason that Hank Henshaw is one of the most notorious uh DC villains ever. You know, I explained
0: of, that to my wife like several weeks ago. Like I, I, I like that whole, that's just a
1: random thing you said to your wife. Be like, so cyborg Superman,
0: aka Hank. I King can't Superman. even remember how it came up, honestly. <laughs> um, but I I broke it all down for my wife, and she was like, Holy shit. And I was like,
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. he's worse than the Joker. He's worse it's than like up. all these guys that it's like you don't even you know realize. What,
0: you know what it is? We were talking about Superman and Lois. That's that's how it came up.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Because, um, have you, have you been, are you caught up with Suman and Lois, guys?
1: No, definitely not. Uh,
2: I need to watch the last season. You
1: guys suck. Sorry.
2: I I gave up every
1: service that that had
0: that on it. So, (laughs) well, um, I think Leo has put most of it on uh, Pluther. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... They have subverted so much expectation on Superman and Lois in the best way, like correct subversion. Uh and in doing so, they've actually in reverse order given us certain things. Um without giving too much away. And I'm sure like we all know certain things about the show at this point, anyway. Um but you know when you have the death and return of Superman, like the death of Superman. Okay, you have Doomsday, then you have the reign of the Superman, and then you have the whole like return. Well, he, the 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 fun thing about that is we they they went a uh, fucking reverse order altogether, and we get three of the four. Oh, we get a John Henry Irons.
2: Nice.
1: Podcast Network. Give a listen, dudes. Cowabunga is this podcast for you.
0: That's sick. Dude, when I fucking saw it in the show, like and it clicked, I was like, fuck you. Like I was I was like, you guys are fucking this was brilliant. Um, but yeah, like we get we get Steel, we get the Eradicator. Ooh. We 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 technically have Superboy right off the bat because of the kids. But um, there actually is like a direct reference to like leather jacket wearing Superboy uh, in one of the episodes, a couple of the episodes later on. Captain uh, 90s. Yeah, and then <laughs> then we uh, then we eventually do get Doomsday. Cool. And Doomsday is actually done pretty cleverly. In, in all honesty, I, w- I, I was I. I, it, I'll put it this way. Like, if you ever saw Smallville, put that shit out of your fucking head. If you've ever seen Batman v Superman, put that shit out of your head. It's it's uh, far more interesting, and it involves uh, Lex Luthor as well, who was played by... Um, uh, my God, the guy from The Walking Dead. Redheaded guy. Michael... Rosenbaum, yeah, the <laughs> redheaded guy, Michael, Michael Rosenbaum, Rosenbaum from The Walking <laughs> Dead,
2: Leo. Well, he was um,
1: Michael Michael Mikesworth. That's no, cutlets. <laughs> cutlets. Oh, no. oh Cutlass,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Cut Cudl- Cutlass. Cutlass. The D and the Z. Um, but yeah, he he's uh he he shows up very very brief- briefly at the most recent season towards the end and he's it's a pretty it's, he's good man he, he's 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 menacing i will say that um but yeah so regardless regardless of all that that's i was talking to my wife about like how where those characters came from in Superman and lois and i was like the one we really haven't seen is is hank henshaw and that makes sense because he's he's like he's uh mega evil She's like, oh, yeah, and I was was like, yeah, he's he's probably you don't hear about cyborg Superman slash the cyborg a lot outside of actual comic book them. But yeah, he is one of the most dangerous fucking individuals in the universe. And she's like, why? And I was like, okay, you asked. So I'm going to tell you. And I was like, so the thing is, Dara, these four people, they went on the space ride and <laughs> i like where this is going <laughs> and uh they went up and, and once they once they were in their experimental ship uh it turns out they they got hit by a bunch of cosmic rays and um the the ship plummeted back down to earth and uh the four people in it there uh one was a husband and wife and there were two friends uh they all get like crazy powers but then eventually um and here's the thing, I'm not making this up. This is exactly what happened. They were made as an analog to the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Everyone died. Yep. From space cancer. <laughs> and uh, as Hank Henshaw's wife was dying, she thankfully actually recovered. She went through hell and back. Um, but hank himself like he he became like a technopath and then it became like more transcendent than that and his body died and he was able to pass his consciousness consciousness into technology um and but the process of all that warped his mind and he actually eventually ended up blaming superman for the entire situation involving the deaths of his friends um what he believed to be the death of his wife, but it turns out she actually did recover eventually um through like chemotherapy and and radiation and stuff like that. Uh and he went off. And and, you know, I but I end up giving like the whole whole kit and caboodle and she was like, so you don't think that they're gonna show him in the show I was like, I honestly have no fucking idea how they would do it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean he'd have to be an astronaut or something, but I mean he's he's basically an immortal space ghost. You know, it's it's kind of how it is, and it's like he's been a yellow lantern. You know, he's killed a bunch of yellow lanterns to get a, a ring on each finger to enhance his powers. He is just a big, big problem. Like he, tell- he is at times, like as dangerous as Dark Side.
0: You know what? I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. You know, thinking thinking about like Earthbound. You know, like Earth originated villains. Um, I. I you know what Clayface like oh, let me rephrase I think it would be really insane to see four essentially immortal characters villains pull together and actually work as a team and embark on like a huge like conspiratorial deal Um, and, and they come from a couple of different areas. One would be Cyborg Superman, okay. Clayface, yeah. Vandal Savage, yeah. And Raj al Ghul.
1: So we we think Clayface is immortal, though. Like that would I think be so. the... Yeah. Okay. Because I I I believe a uh, couple of them have died based on like either being diluted or something. So I, I don't know if I buy his immortality.
0: Like Basil Carlo. We've seen we've
1: seen Clayface before like melt away into nothing, you know, from well, in in the uh, animated series. You remember he Um, died?
0: I'm talking about comic books.
1: Okay, well, I mean.
0: Talking about I I, I can't I'm not talking about animated series. I'm talking about like comic books. So Um,
1: did he not die when Kate Kane shot him with that special bullet from the rifle too? like, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm splitting hairs here. Let's, let's hear what your idea is.
0: No, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think, I think it'd be really interesting. You have, you have one guy who can control any kind of technology. One mm. guy who's, who's been around is sort of like Groundhog Day's explanation of God. Like maybe he doesn't know everything. Maybe he's just been around so long, <laughs> you know, you have Vandal Savage and then you have, you know, who's just knows the ins and outs and has seen Societies rise and collapse, and just has this real megalomaniacal view of how human beings and psychology works. Then you have Rajal Ghul, who has this huge network of, of killers and criminals. Uh, and, you know, that combined with Clayface, who can make himself look like anybody at any point in time. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of crazy fucking shit that you could do with that. And Imagine imagine it being like a a Superman Batman story that, you know, spills over and, you know, you could have like a whole sort of, uh, you know, like have have an approach that like what Brad Meltzer did with with identity crisis.
1: I fucking wish I wish we could get that level of writing again.
0: I think we could. You know, you just have to have people who are willing to take risks and and not simply maintain the status quo. Yeah. You know, like you could make you make Clayface a real serious threat throughout the DC universe. Yeah. Instead of just being stuck in Gotham and Arkham Asylum on a regular basis. Beaten by a dustbuster. Yeah. Essentially,
1: I I mean, or it was, or or do we want to say it's like a trap uh, from Ghostbusters?
2: Uh, I would say a trap from Ghostbusters. That was my first thought. And he had that with him. You know, it's just on the belt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean I do I do think it's great that uh you know we get Batman showing up and uh we we, we get him quoting uh Metallica. You say for whom the bell tolls like nothing else matters. Oh there you go, okay <laughs> yeah for whom the bell tolls <laughs> <laughs> He says he says it just like James Hetfield too. Yeah. Playface. For <laughs> whom the bell tolls. <laughs> uh,
2: I just have to say I, I love the art in this. Uh and Definitely speaking do. of Green Lantern, it's uh uh, Zermanco, uh who's currently doing yes, right. uh going doing Green Lantern right now, from what I understand. Oh, okay, cool. Uh and the uh, writers were Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what they're working on the though. art sure. the art's
1: really really good um the face work that they did is like pretty spot on like especially talking about like actors and all that i think that was like some really good expressions their their clay face is frightening like it is yeah. a frightening story nine, and
0: kills yeah. nine fucking people in this yeah
1: world. yeah like that's it's a lot. And, and I mean and like, like horribly
0: murders them too. Like, oh, yeah, drowns them in himself. Like that is they, yeah. you show them all desiccated in the friggin' trunk. Oh
1: it's like,
2: oh my god, man. Like, yeah. The um the writers uh right now they're both actually working on Brave and the Bold. Uh it looks like they did uh issue four. Oh, cool. Um, also Urban Legends, uh Outsiders looks like both are working on Batman Beyond.
1: So those are all just like ancillary DC slash Batman books.
2: Yeah. So outside they really have a place for them. Yeah. Outsiders is a new um uh it's uh Batwoman storyline.
1: Yeah, it outsiders seems to come around like every five years there's a new Outsiders book. Yeah. So or or outsiders from uh the Young Justice, you know, so it's it's one of those concepts where it's like we can't do things from inside, so we're gonna do it from outside. It's like Okay, thanks for the fresh concept. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, we we actually covered it in uh, Splash Pages. I did a little digging, and apparently Outsiders is a um, a Batman group. Yeah. Uh, and, and they referenced um, Batman Inc. Uh, there was a couple other uh, Batman groups that they mentioned. I can't remember what they were.
1: It, it's basically his way of controlling, like in, in kind of like a shitty way, it's his way of controlling people by supporting them financially you know and and i mean it originally was metamorpho black lightning and katana and i think geoforce was in it Yep. so i'm not sure who's man in of it. iron yeah who's in it now you know
0: yeah uh geoforce is such a such an interesting character and they haven't they haven't really utilized him well in dc
1: the uh, probably the best is that um, uh, young justice cartoon series, <clears throat> yeah, that's right fair. In. That's probably fair. where they've made him the most interesting because really it's it's usually been more about like, oh, this is how he feeds into you know, um, the Judas contract, you know, yeah. it, it, with his sister, who's way more relevant, apparently.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, yeah, Tara 100, uh, I mean, she's kind of a big deal, um, yep. but like. I think in the comic books aside from I was never a big Teen Titans or New Teen Titans kid. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my bag. And I I think I was just a little it was a little little bit before my time too, just a couple of years. It it's fine. Um,
1: it's just it's never something where I've been like like I've read the Outsiders too, but I'm like it's not I'm going to go back and get the next book, you know. Oh it's yeah, just,
0: I had I had a bunch of I had a bunch of Batman and the Outsiders from from the 80s uh, as a kid, like they were part of like a parcel of comics given to me by like my uncles and cousin. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I just like, I don't know. Um, I think for me personally, when it comes to some, some of those, some of those books, um, it's not this, it's not as great as the sum of its parts. Like some of those characters are better than what the consortium of of characters is as a whole
1: oh yeah like Uh, metamorpho yeah yeah
0: yeah. uh wally west you know i i I like him infinitely more on his own than with the new teen titans yeah um i i i tend to like beast boy a little bit more uh as as doom patrol than than teen titans um, I uh, I mean, I've always leaned a little bit more towards weird anyway, but Batman, and the outsiders, I was always intrigued by as a kid because like, it, it always seemed like, why does, why do I never hear about this group being mentioned? Um, and later on, that was, that became like my one frame of reference. Truly. When I read JLA, the nail by Alan Davis, Yellows mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I hadn't, as a kid, read, you know, several different Batman and the Outsiders books, I wouldn't have had the the just like the base knowledge of who he was in J.L.A. The Nail. Like, that. Yeah. that would, I wouldn't like what they just make this fucking character up for this. Um, that is which... haunting,
1: haunting artwork, by the way. To this day, I see that in my mind. You know, you talk about body horror, and that's literally where my mind Ugh. comes. It's it's tough to look at, man. Yeah.
0: Uh, you crypto, poor might... crypto. Oh. Sorry. Sorry.
2: Uh <laughs> actually, I, I thought of you, Brandon, uh, when I read it, um, the first outsiders. I just had to double check. Uh, I think he you might like it because they do a crossover with uh planetary. Okay, Wait, uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I guess one of the new characters is from Planetary, and they find a book at the end. Wait, hold
0: on. What are Planetary. you talking? About? Is this is this new?
2: New, brand new. Uh, the issue just dropped. I think last week. Who's the Planetary? character from Planetary? Is it Jakita Wagner? Wagner. Yeah, who is it? Um, is it a woman? No, uh, the drummer. The drummer. Yeah. Damn. Really. Yeah. I mean,
0: I kind of don't like that, but okay. I mean, I'll check it out.
1: We uh, had a big conversation about big game. So it's
0: like, yeah, no, but I'm reading it. <laughs> but have you, have you, but have you read planetary?
1: No, no. I I actually asked for, uh, for Christmas, the planetary Omnibus. Yeah, we're, so.
0: we're, we're going to get to it for, for comics paradox, but like, it's, it's only like 27 issues long. But it took like a decade to to come out. Um, read read the series when slash if you get it, and then tell me if you think just on that level you are you think it was maybe a good idea to put the drummer in a new comic book. i was I'll just put it that way
1: who's who's writing it? Do you know Leo? like who's the uh, writer?
2: Uh, I'll find
1: out.
0: Is Batman involved with this new Outsiders? Uh, it's
2: Batwoman drummer, and there's one other character not okay. Or so,
0: family. is Batman involved with this new Outsiders?
2: Yeah, yeah, so she's like, uh, she's kind of upset with everything that's going on with Gotham War, so she decided to like just beat feet, and uh, so she's like off on her own now, okay
0: but uh
2: a man anyway
0: in regards to uh clayface <laughs> so i mean batman shows up and has like a, oh, a
2: it's it's the same people uh duh, uh jackson it's the same people that did this book oh, oh no shit. shit okay well that's how it came up in the first interesting, place it?
0: <laughs> interesting um yeah i i do appreciate that uh, this big throwdown between Batman and Clayface before Batman is able to contain him to bring him back to Gotham and put him in Arkham uh, it's not just like a throwdown knockdown drag out fight that, that they're having uh, but it's taking place in a torrential downpour which greatly it works greatly to Batman's advantage because it helps to break apart Clayface into a smaller, much more manageable form for him to be able to take a hold of and bring back and contain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and you know, of course Batman throws throws some serious shade at, at Basil the whole time. He's like, you know, he's like, you're wrong, I'm everyone, I'm anyone. And then Batman says, which means you're no one. I'm sorry, I'm going to do the Alan Tudick clayface voice whenever I see him speaking like that, that, that that's
1: one of those things it's so hard to get away because that's such an iconic performance and it's so silly but it's like yeah this is the dark side of that flipped coin you know oh yeah it's it's, it's great
0: why oh. did you have to bring the rain <laughs> I'm not going back
1: I'm not going back oh sorry that's king candy yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not going back you hit a man with glasses it was well played. Have some candy. You're not going turbo, are you? <laughs> You're not going turbo, are you? Because if you are, you got another thing coming. <laughs> the key to doing King Candy's voice is to do an impression of the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland.
1: Oh, yeah, like going going way back. I actually just did a deep dive into that
0: actor. That's, that's what Alan Tudyk's doing with that voice. He's just doing an impression. Is you need a Alien gold coin to enter the wraith, which you should have gotten from your previous winnings from winning a wraith, which I have.
2: <laughs> uh, is
0: Resident Alien coming back soon? Uh, I believe, you know, relatively soon. Yeah. They are doing another season. Um, So there is that. Uh, I would imagine that this is probably going to be the last season. Um but that's fine. you know, I don't need it to be something that's dragged out for a long, long time. three seasons that's that's good uh, you know, especially, especially considering how busy Alan Tudyk is on a regular basis. I mean, the guy is just he's been showing up everywhere doing more voice work than you can shake a stick at. And good for him, you know, he's he's an incredibly talented dude, which like I'm still blown away by by the whole peacemaker thing with Alan Tudyk that, that just tickles me something fierce. I don't know. Do you guys know,
1: do you see the video that he did? We we've talked about this before. Yeah. You yeah. See the uh, video he did where he did the dance. That was pretty well, that's
0: cool. That's what he I'm talking it. about. Yeah. It turns out his wife was the dance choreographer. And so she actually had him mask up and learn all the moves. So she, she actually took, sample videos of him with what she had in mind and sent them to James Gunn. And this is before you see like the actual video of him dancing around like on set. Um, She sent them to James Gunn and James watching them and he's he's just like, wow, OK, this is interesting. W- wait, wait, wait a minute. Is that is that fucking Alan Tudyk? What the fuck is going on here? And he was like, why is Alan Tudyk in your sample video? And she goes, oh, that's my husband. He's like, Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be?
1: (laughs) Welcome to Hollywood.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, the thing on set was because John Cena couldn't make it for that particular for that rehearsal. So because he knew all the dance moves, his wife asked him to and James Gunn asked him to stand in for John Cena. So that way they'd have a body there that knew everything that was going on. And they could continue with everybody else getting their stuff down pat get the blocking all square away. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. And it just shows once again, how freaking talented Alan Tudyk is. Like no, I would, I would cast that guy in anything in a heart. So do
1: you hear Alan Tudyk's voice in this Clayface, or do you hear it as Ron Perlman from the animated series? Cause I,
0: I hear, I, I hear Alan Tudyk, but I actually, I actually think of it like a, a, a more serious take on the bravado. Than what we've gotten in in Harley Quinn,
1: more like his Joker or his Mister Nobody, maybe.
0: I still think he would talk like this. It would just be a lot more menacing. You know, think I, think yeah. think more Hannibal Lecter. Okay, I'm thinking it. Oh, there you go. That's 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 where I, I this is where I leave you. <laughs> like, I, you know, so you just let's, have let's having a, gra, yeah. having gravitas. But without being, but without going, you know, past the line of, of becoming goofy. Greetings, and shipfivans.
1: We are the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast a long-form bi-weekly show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. That sounds good, but I don't know what all those words mean. I think what Parasite seems trying to say is that on Retro Red Octopus, we explore a range of retro goodness, from toys, video games, and movies, to cartoons, and even snacks and school lunches. And we do it all with a positive spin, a slew of killer guests, and some uh very adult language. And you know what else is cool? No.
0: This crazy show is part of the Dorking Podcast Network. With new episodes every technical Tuesday.
1: And if waiting two weeks for a new episode gives you a sad, know that we drop bonus
2: episodes all the time, like the off format Crow's Nest and an interview series we call The Brick.
0: You can listen to Ruttery Dog Puss on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any app that's cool enough to carry the only show that celebrates all the things that make
1: growing up awesome. Let's let's talk about where you guys think this ranks in the list of what we've read so far and what you what you thought because it seems like we all like it. I absolutely agree that it does not fit the assignment, but it has like its own sort of vibe going on, which is similar to the Mister
0: Freeze one. I thought. Um, what what do you guys think? I really liked it. I thought it was an interesting study in the psychology of the character. The, like I said, the the narcissistic. Sociopathy. I think the splash page at the very end of this story, which I'm not going to say what it is. um Oh
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Read I think it. it's yeah.
0: it's incredibly effective, and it it's one of those things where it's dark. It, it even almost borders on like Lovecraftian, but at the same time, and this is where it hooks me. You know, just the I I I don't need everything to be bright and shiny, but I do. I am a cautious optimist. It gives me hope. Even though it seems to be a very bleak scene. At the end there, Uh, because. If he's doing that, that means he feels guilty. Absolutely. Yeah. And. It's so important that he feels guilty because that shows if he feels guilty, he can, he can feel like he could redeem himself, that he could be rehabilitated. You know, if he, if he knows how wrong it was and he feels how bad it was, then he can be shown how that can't ever happen again. You know, and I'm not saying like put him back out into society in Gotham city, but like, it's just, instead of wallowing and not being assisted like that shows me that he can be helped well they Um, they were
1: going to actually offer him the district attorney spot uh from arkham
0: oh yeah yeah that sounds right that sounds absolutely correct yeah but you know you you one step out of line and you're right back you
2: know
0: he's just right back in there buddy Uh, but uh but like i i i really enjoyed the story for what it was um, I like the little touches, the the little nods and winks that we got for the killing joke itself. The gray ghost, which um, all three of us and anybody else listening knows like it's that's a deep cut animated series reference um, because they had to come up with a movie hero that Bruce Wayne was excited about seeing as a kid to, with his parents uh, and they couldn't use Zorro in the cartoon. So the Gray Ghost became like his go-to hero character, um, and they did a whole thing in the animated series with the the actor who played the Gray Ghost and how Bruce had loved it as a kid watching the serials on TV and and everything. Um, was it Adam West who did the voice of the Gray was, Ghost? I think yeah.
2: so. Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: you know, and it was all very well done. And since then, because of the animated series, the Gray Ghost has this sort of um spot in a lot of DC slash Batman fans uh purview. Like we understand the the reference of it, why it exists, what it is, uh, and it's just a fun thing. But you don't see it really get touched upon in the comic books at all. Like even to this day in the comic books, we it's it's he went to go he he went to see Zorro. Like, yeah, yeah, yep that's that's how it's been forever in a, in a day um i think but in, have,
1: in the uh, uh the harley quinn story they go into gray ghost uh quite a bit
0: yeah so it was just it was really cool to see to see you know these these things touched upon um i i really i really enjoyed that we we got like the the killing joke the whole story of the joker and and to your point earlier you know how Basil was trying to say, like, no, this guy is is bad news. Like, you you got to stop treating him like he's the hero. He's the villain. Um, but it, it, ironically, while he is murdering people left and right to try and work his way up the hierarchy in Hollywood, um, and it's also like a bit of a commentary on how it is in that town. Oh, no, you know, sure, just, yeah, you know, one hundred percent. Oh, yeah, one of those actors. In, but in in <laughs> yeah, in so far as how this relates to the idea of just one bad day away from being the bad guy no this is this is a day in the life of not one bad day this is this is one of a series of bad days that clayface has had and th- that's the reason why batman Comes at him with extreme prejudice because he knows exactly who Basil is, what he's capable of, because oh, yeah. he's done horrible shit like this in the past. You know, this is this is not anything that sees us that shows us him setting his foot on a particular path that leads to Batman saying, "This is a dangerous individual that I have to stop by almost any means necessary."
1: It's a nice way of showing and not telling too and using a sparse amount of Batman in the book. Like, he hmm. just shows up in the latter part. And it's, okay, show what happened. Okay, you don't need Batman to be like, Clayface did this and blah, 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 blah. It's like, nope. Now we know, it's like, oh, we watched Clayface like devolve into an absolute monster. So we, we you know, it was like watching the, the beginning part of Law and Order. We already knew what happened. So how's it going to resolve?
0: Clung, clung. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> clung, clung,
0: I say, clung, clung. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Classic.
2: Yeah, see it all tied
0: in. <laughs> so,
1: so how how about you, Leo? What what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely did not meet the uh, the criteria of the homework assignment. Uh, but it, it was still e for effort, kids. E for yeah, effort. Exactly. It, it was still a good story. Well, what do you guys
1: expect? They killed the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the original. Go back and listen to the One Bad Day Riddler to get this joke, kids. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it was probably a year ago. We
2: recorded, <laughs> oh my god,
0: <laughs> we, we almost okay. done with One Bad Day.
2: <laughs> we are, we are, we got one more storyline. Yep. Is it Raj? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, as a storyline, I, I think it, it did really well. Um, from the books that we were given. I think it does rank up there. You know, obviously, Riddler is going to be the very best and they should have just done Riddler, you know, and and it just seems like these were great storylines just sitting on the shelf that they said, oh, let's throw it into here. Maybe we'll get more sales out of it if we're going to, you know, do a a continuing arc Um, other than that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The art was awesome. The writing was great. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't belong in, uh, Batman one bad day.
1: I know, uh, Brandon was saying that he didn't like the Bane one. Uh, I think you didn't like that one. And then you didn't like the, uh, what do you call it? The two face. I think, I think like the last couple ones that we've read have definitely been weirder, but you know, like Catwoman was just kind of like, all right, blah in the middle. I put this one probably as my, as my third favorite. You know, um, I obviously Riddler, but I really I really resonated with that Mr. Freeze book. And then I'm going to put this one after that because it didn't meet the assignment, but it was a good book and I, and I really liked it. But I, I like the hopeful ending of the Mr. Freeze one a little bit more.
0: Well, once again, like I would like to state like, I think I think this one also has a hopeful ending. It's just it's a subtle hopeful ending like. Oh, you no have. Way, yeah. Yeah. Like if you if you if you don't if you're not really paying attention to the characterization, the representation throughout the entire thing. You look at that and you can understand like, Oh, this is just like a full on creep factor, you know? Um, But especially as somebody who likes horror movies and and what have you as well. Like I look at him like, Oh no, this isn't, this isn't just your, your, you know, your Lovecraftian carpenter, um cronenbergian kind of stuff at in that splash page at the end like there's there's actually this is actually a statement like why why would he have that set up like that around himself doing that to himself if he wasn't haunted by his own actions Mm -hmm. you know like coming to the realization like i can't believe what a monster i became what i've what i've become um I I would put this up there honestly. For me, this is probably my second favorite. Your second like, favorite? Yep. Yeah, after Riddler, just because of the standalone story as it is. You know, if it if they had nailed like the the assignment of one bad day, this could be on par with, if not better than the Riddler. But yeah,
1: yeah, you maybe. know, like
0: if this had been at the beginning of his career like if they had shown it like shortly after he had his accident and he realized what he could do and he was using it to try and finally get famous in Hollywood and that whole thing with Batman was like he he it was like his first real encounter with Clayface then yeah this would be like tied for number 1 easily like it would be straight up Riddler Clayface neck and neck if they just made that one tweak to
2: it. Yeah. And they could have done that with maybe like even three pages, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, but I mean, instead... I don't, I don't
1: agree that it would be as good as Riddler. Cause I think Riddler was,
0: was... well, I'm, I'm saying overall, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm not saying like just three pages. No, no, no. If they had changed it yeah, altogether as like, this was his venturing out, utilizing this accident that happened to him and not realizing it was driving him insane at the same time and enforcing him to a point where he thought he needed to kill these people like that, that would be his one bad day. And it depends on how they executed it. I think if that's how they went about doing it with this team, it would have been just as good as the Riddler.
2: Okay. Well, and, and I say three pages with, you know, thinking of the whole storyline, you know, it could have been very easily, you know, just uh, introductory shot in the beginning. Uh, You know, about him with his accident and then, you know, him trying to make it in the uh, in Hollywood and then just snapping and then just going on a killing spree. Um, And he was trying to make it in Gotham, right? Like like that's the that's how it
1: started out, because he he said he did most of his stuff in Gotham. So, you know, this was him venturing outside of his, uh, you know, world.
0: Yeah. and and that's that's all fine and dandy um but you could you could still have have had it take place in la like it could have been like because everyone knew what happened to him in gotham Mm -hmm. that he he left gotham you know and that's why he was like i need to make a name for myself here on the west coast
1: it blew my mind that she knew exactly who he was too you know like like you know, this waitress and all that. I was talking to her friend and she's like, Clayface, you're Clayface. And I'm like, oh shit, she knows. Like everybody knows, like, like you're infamous, man. You're so famous. You're infamous. (laughs) I think it
0: means more than famous. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a three amigos. A sweater. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I put it up pretty high, which, you know, Riddler at this point is, is, you know, a class away from, from the rest of them. Like Riddler, it, it, it's the actual thing it's supposed to be. So right now it's all riffraff. And we're we're just trying to like make some kind of sense of it. Um I, I think I think we've gotten some real garbage takes on what this should have been for, for some of these characters. Two face is the worst. Two face is the worst just because it's terrible. Um <laughs> followed followed not like followed next by catwoman not because it's terrible but because it's boring.
1: Oh, okay. So so you're putting Bane above Catwoman then cuz I thought you hated Bane.
0: Uh I I I did not like Bane,
2: but uh you had the most fun doing Bane. I, yeah, I had <laughs> Okay, fun. all right. That's I good. Had, I had, had a lot with of fun. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I, now and, apparently, you know,
1: I'm <laughs> uh, apparently I'm a
0: wrestler. Apparently I'm a luchador now. Mm, at least I have a mansion. But, uh, <laughs> I will. I am the pasta. Or... I am the pasta maker. <laughs> but uh, but I uh, I had a lot of fun with that one, uh, and I knew I was gonna have fun with it just because it was Bane. Like, I, I, you know, so make of that what you will. I I I. I i did i thought it was silly uh i didn't know what the hell they were trying to do but at the very least like they were they were trying to like punch up whatever Catwoman. i just it was it was just boring
1: i, I didn't, really remember a lot of
0: it <laughs> yeah that because it was boring it was very bland uh say what you want about bane but i remember that story as silly as as a lot of it was you know it it, it, it they set out to sell a titillating one bad day ish kind of story. And for what it's worth, like it, it stuck. Like Catwoman, nah, I, I I knew the Catwoman was not going to be that good. Mostly because you're playing up all these villains and Catwoman out of all of them is the one who's actually been more of an ally to Batman than anything else. Like you couldn't have done poison Ivy instead of Catwoman.
1: I mean, no argument here. I mean, that,
0: wouldn't that it have made more better. sense just just saying um but
1: Maxi Zeus you know
0: <laughs> but we'll see how it goes with um with with Rajal ghoul yeah know? hopefully that's a that's
2: a good end fingers friggin crossed. Fingers crossed, indeed. Well, uh, we'll wrap things up here. I want to thank everybody for watching this fine day. Uh, You know me. Just Google me. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true. Could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Dorkening Podcast Network. ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com. And more importantly, head over to Comics Paradox. (gasps) Gasp!
0: Okay, I'm on the camera now. Everything's slowed <laughs> down. I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Um, yeah, I mean, exactly what Leo said. Uh, I'm powerful, Brandon. Thanks for listening. Uh, check out Comics Paradox, our podcast, where we talk about what ifs and else worlds, all kinds of alternate reality tales and takes. Um, you know, not just uh, those comic books either, but uh, from other publishers as well as uh, television shows and movies that may cover sort of the same same ideas. Um, you can you can find uh, everything that we have at comicsparadox.com. That's C-O-M-I-X-P-A-R-A-D-O-X.com. Uh, you can follow on social media at Instagram, um, at comics paradox podcast. And uh, you can follow me on social media as well. I'm at on Instagram at Brandon's powers. Uh I'm sorry, Brandon Has Powers at Brandon Has Powers, and on X, formerly known as Twitter, as at Brandon's powers. Uh, aside from that, you know, I'm, I'm here with these clowns um, and, you know, just uh, keep on listening. You can find our stuff wherever find podcasts podcast or broadcast. Ooh, just
2: thank
1: Hey, uh, while while I'm at it, check out the other shows of The Dorkening. You can find uh, the Nerds of Unusual Origin. We have uh, Epic Tales from the Sewers, which is my show. You know, Hooked on Movies, uh, That Horror Show, uh, Strange Show, right? You know, there's there's so many different ones. You can check them out. Check out thedorkening.com. And uh, if you are one bad day away from starting your own podcast, look us up. You know, and you can check us out uh, at thedorkening.com.
2: Woohoo! And uh yeah, with that we'll catch you later. Bye.
0: Bye bye everybody